OTB GAA. And all of a sudden, you know, Kerry are totally up. They never, ever got a chance to build again after they got a score. And that was down to Cluxon and the movement outside. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Alan Quillen, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good, thanks, lads, and yourselves. It feels like the World Cup kind of starts this week properly. The first World Cup warm-up is against Italy. There'll be um, very many nervous players hoping to at least be on the plane. And then after that, there'll be ones who are trying to put their hand up for selection. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think uh, it's, it's, um, it's an Ireland squad, Ger, that's kind of certainly a team or 23 that nearly picks itself. Um, it's a bit unusual that there's, look, mo- mo- I suppose most squads are close enough at this stage of, of you know, the public could pick what type of uh, players will end up going. Is there anyone that kind of could shock, um, shock us and, and get on the plane as well? There's uh, 42, I think, players at the moment in the squad of 43. Um, something up around that in the 40s anyway. And that'll be whittled down to to uh, 33 in a couple of weeks. So um, it is a great opportunity for, for guys who are kind of on the fringes. And, and maybe um, it's hard looking at the whole squad to think, you know, what players will will kind of push and get into the team. Um, to be fair to Andy Farrell, you know, what they've done the last two years has been exceptional and the squad has been very, very settled. Um, if you just look at what happened in the Six Nations, the injuries that happened, um, particularly, you know, Finley Bealham coming in, what happened in the centres, um, you know, there was a bit of disruption there and Ireland managed to win a Six Nations. So I think preparations have gone really well for the team. Um but these couple of weeks, I think, starting with Italy, you know, if somebody kind of changes the mindset a little bit of the coaches, it's it's an opportunity for them. It was interesting, Quinny, to hear Paul O'Connell talking during the week about the approach to training during this pre-season and how they've maybe managed it a little bit differently, a lot more ball work. <laughs> I think he said there's there's some lads in this Irish camp that can maybe overdo it in training in terms of physicality. I thought he was talking about historically. Maybe, yes. I was wondering who he might have been talking about people training too hard and then being a bit flat at weekends? Uh, well, I suppose it's, it's, um, that's the intriguing part that for, for the listeners is, is, is the preparation here because um, it's really vital. I think it's been so well documented what happened in 2007 and probably the results in, 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 in France were, were so disappointing given the, the enthusiasm and the kind of expectation of that squad going to the World Cup, um, we were certainly flat and there was something not right. I think we did a lot of um, a lot of rugby sessions in in a lot of that summer and a lot of more full-on physical contact. So, you know, I read Paul's comments yesterday and listened to him talking about he would have been there uh, right in the middle of that. And, um, you know, you... you you have the enthusiasm for the players and, and like at the time there was no one no one in the squad saying we're overtraining here. You know, it was a very competitive kind of um situation where players were trying to push each other hard and um you know, maybe it was one of the reasons why we were a bit flat at the World Cup. We did a lot of heavy physical contact. The way the game has gone now with player welfare, <clears throat> no no squads are gonna be kind of battering each other 
in this, you know, in the build up to these warm up games, you're trying to limit the, the amount of contact you do. You have to get a sufficient amount in to be to be match ready. You can't just go into an international game and have no contact done. But a lot of that work would have been done maybe with pads. Um, the live stuff in lineouts and scrums, um, it's just taking a little bit off that and being sensible. But um, you would hope that there's a lot of experience in that Irish squad, and you know they've looked really sharp and fit. I think if you look at all the squads, lads, um, you know Wales. And Warren Gatlin has probably always done this. They're very much releasing a lot of their the kind of physical uh, fitness work that they're doing. Um, and and I know, you know, it's not a secret. Getty just wants his team to be so so fit. And and their pre-seasons, you know, I was part of pre-seasons under Warren Gatlin with Ireland, um, and that was a big emphasis on him just trying to be fitter than anybody else. Um, but for Ireland, I think, yeah, they've they, they, they've they've all spoken about it been a lot of rugby-related stuff. That would be rugby-related fitness um, and obviously trying to get their weights and stuff in uh, in between those sessions and around those sessions. So um, that's the intrigue, really, for, for any team is, is peaking at the right time, um, getting the, the, the requisite amount of rugby in, but also having that physical fitness and that that intensity that Ireland want to play with to be able to, to be able to do that from their training. So no uh, Battle of Bayonne this time? Oh, the Battle of Bayonne. <laughs> yeah, I think that gets talked about, isn't it? Every every kind of World Cup warm-up uh, cycle for Ireland. Um, yeah, it was well documented, wasn't it? We played Scotland and Italy that year in 2007 in the build-up to, to France and... Uh, I think it was a late a late fixture that um, Eddie was given the opportunity in the RFU to go and play. And um, it seemed like a good idea at the time. It certainly wasn't anyone's fault. But um, I think that probably the issue was uh, Wayne Barnes was refereeing the game and it was a crazy job for him to do. But Wayne, Barnes looks, local... like a, Wayne Barnes looks like a child, by the way. He <laughs> looks about 12. Yeah. <laughs> He, he had two local French uh, touch judges who couldn't speak any English. So I think uh, he, he's been quoted as saying every time he there was a ball passed from a rook, he had to kind of look over his shoulder because there was a scuffle happening. It was it was crazy. It was one of the, it was really freakish game because um, right from the start it was um, it was like as if they had decided they were going to absolutely kick the crap out of us and that we should accept it. Obviously. You know, when you're kind of preparing and, and getting ready to go to, to World Cup, you don't want to get sent off. You don't want to get sighted. You don't want to miss a World Cup. Um, and there was obviously the incident with Brian O'Driscoll um, in, in the second half of that game. After lots of scuffles and lots of verbals. Um, and of course, I came on for about 25 minutes of that carnage in the second half. And I was I was trying to make a bit of an impact. So I... I but... In, I, I was also trying to say, don't do something stupid. Don't be the one that gets caught here or gets throws a punch out in the open. And uh, it's a regret of mine to this day because uh, the, the Kiwi uh, second row for, for Bayon, Makira Tiwata was his name, I think. Um, there was a bit of a push and shoving match. It kind of all stopped and just kind of out of the blue, he, he threw a punch and hit Drico into the nose. And uh, I was standing maybe a couple of feet away and I progressed forward to it and I had the right fist clenched and uh, I kind of regret to this day that I just didn't uh, just didn't let fly 
um, because he deserved it. And um, maybe I, I probably would have missed the World Cup and it would have been another high-profile kind of uh, suspension or something like that for me. But it was crazy. Bayon was crazy. I do regret that I didn't throw that punch because uh, he, he would have deserved to get his head knocked off um, for what he did. It was totally... Totally unjust, to be fair. Drick was his hands down by his side. He's, he's captain of the team. He's trying to calm things down. He's trying to talk sense into some of us, like, you know, Neil Best was playing as well, and he was, uh, Best, he was fairly fiery as well and uh, ready for action. Um, and it was getting to the point of, um, right, okay, we're not taking any more of this, and it's just going to be an all-in um, scenario here, but... I think the game got blown up a little bit early. We won 42-6. And, um, but there was a doubt about Dricker for that World Cup. So <clears throat> there'll be no battle of Bayonne. I think Italy and Saturday, it's a totally different scenario. And then, you know, England uh, and Samoa. But I suppose the Samoa game going back to Bayonne, it's probably not going to be on the same pitch. Um, but it kind of does bring back memories of that 2007 uh, game, which was... Just the weirdest game ever, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe missing the World Cup would have been much better for your reputation than... Uh, than <laughs> but you know what? I, I genuinely think, you're, you know, there's, there's times where I've got myself into a bit of bother. And, um, but I, I, there was, that was a time where I thought this, this guy, he really, really, really deserved it. Um, what he did was just, you know, it was a cowardly act. Thankfully, Dricko was okay and... Um, you know, there was, um, but right, the whole game was just crazy. They had Richard Dort playing as well, the French international, who was, you know, trying to be a hard man throughout the game. Uh, I think he's done that throughout his career. I, I played against him uh, a couple of times when he was playing with Cass for Munster. And, um, you know, he was tough. He was a good player. But um, if you stood up to him, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't so uh, brave all the time, you know, but, he set the tone with them really, and it was it was it was kind of crazy. It wasn't Eddie's fault; it wasn't anyone's fault. Um, and you know what? It kind of brought us together a little bit in a sense that um, you know we we uh, we we kind of incited a little bit of anger internally. But unfortunately, we didn't we didn't uh, just get the performances of that World Cup um, in 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 France. It was it was it was so disappointing. But the preparation games are important. You never know what's going to happen at a World Cup. For any team, um, and, and as I said, you know Ireland want to start well on Saturday and, and hope that they don't have injuries. Historically, we've seen David Wallace, you know Jordan Murphy, Felix Jones, Tommy O'Donnell. Um, there's a number of players, unfortunately, will you know have picked up serious injuries. So hopefully, we have none of them on Saturday. Andy Farrell is a clean bill of health, and I suppose it's just managing that expectation now. But it's exciting for the players. They're in a great place and they've shown a lot of resolve and, and steel to be able to deal with, you know, being favourites um, and, and, you know, everybody looking at them and, and scrutinising them. So hopefully they can start well on Saturday. It, would you expect surprises, Quinny? Like, I guess the England game would be the game where we'd see close to a full-strength 15, you'd imagine. But, but for Italy... Would you expect to see maybe a, a nice mixture of, of experience and also players that are close? Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know what, what Andy's thinking. Um, when, when you've got, you know, a start of, of Romania, it gives you a little bit of an opportunity to, to maybe kind of hold a few players back for a couple of weeks. I think everybody will get game time, I think. Uh, but if you start with your... 
your full strength team and 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 try and play him for a couple of weeks. If that's not going to happen, I think you know everybody is probably going to get an opportunity here at some 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 level. Um, I think there's going to be a bit of a mixture scenario here because it's not going to be the strongest team for England and the you know an A team essentially for Italy. I think it's probably going to be mixed up and and that will give people who are on the fringes a fair a fair crack at the whip. Um, Italy have a game under their belts. Obviously, they were in Murrayfield last Saturday and they, they're pretty physical, um, aggressive. There's a lot of players for both sides last Saturday who, who weren't starters in the Six Nations. So I think both Scotland and, and Italy started off with the so-called fringe players, guys who were trying to you know, get into a World Cup squad and get on their respective teams. So um, I would probably expect um, this to be a build-up over a couple of weeks. Um. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the full team out in one game because what if they got beaten in a warm-up? Be like, no, no, no. We see the full team once and that'll be uh, for the first big game and then after that we won't see anything but the, the first team, I think. Um, we, we nearly got beaten in, 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 uh, in Raven Hill in 2007 by Italy. Um, that was a game where it was the last game before we went, I think, to, to, uh, to France and... Uh, Rod scored a try in, in that game to, I think we won 23-19 or something like that. Um, and it wasn't a try. He knocked it on, touching touching it down. Um, I hope we don't see anything like that. Look, I think it's, you never know with these games because um, you're, 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 you're kind of coming out of the blocks and obviously players wouldn't have played games in a while. You, you In an ideal world, you'd want to start progressing over the next couple of weeks um, to, to a point where there isn't wholesale changes and you're building up towards the towards the World Cup. Just look at Australia, the where their results have been um, in the last few weeks in the Rugby Championship and then Eddie Jones made lots of changes. So what is his best team? Who does he go back to now? Um, you want to kind of have your progression building nicely over a period of time. And uh, as I said, hopefully we don't have any any injuries from, from players because... I think that's going to be a key part of, of the preparation for France is trying to keep the Ireland players kind of fit and healthy. You, you never know. There's always going to be an injury or two here or there. Um, but hopefully that's, um, you know, that's a, at a minimum. We leave it there for now, Alan. World Cup starts this weekend, essentially. Thanks a million. Cheers, lads. Thanks. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.